We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Two years ago, it was Jonathan Taylor. Last year, it was Brees Hall. This year, it's Bijan Robinson. But who's the number two that some at Rotoviz believe is the next superstar? We'll find out on Rotoviz Radio. What's up, Rotoviz? Welcome into the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. I'm Dave Cabin alongside Curtis Patrick. We are two of the owners at Rotoviz. And this, Curtis, is an episode that we have been waiting for for a long yeah. time. Yep. We are going to talk about a man named Bijan Robinson, who is one of those prospects that comes along that people have been excited about for years. The excitement has just been building. We go in, we look at this player, and it's hard to not have that excitement to continue to build. But as we've established, he's not the only player in this class that there's a lot of excitement about. We had our rookie summit over the weekend, and there was a running back. We talked a lot about Sean Siegel was very excited about him. We spent a lot of time talking about this player, so I'm I'm really looking forward now to t- chopping him up, talking with talking with you about him. Now that we've had some time to process that whole thing, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Yeah, that was so much fun. Uh, you and I, Blair, Sean, uh, we even had uh, a couple uh, you know, new guys participating in some of the mock drafts that we were doing that are going to be in the guide. So yeah, it's just it's fun to kind of hit pause on the regular content machine and just kind of come together, compare uh, thoughts, debate a little bit, try to reach some consensus. And, you know, even as like-minded as we are, it's just always fun to see, you know, where different people are in the research uh, process, uh, who's relying on, you know, which data points maybe more heavily than others. And, you know, really just trying to come out with the best possible recommendations and, and rankings for, uh, you know, everybody that believes in rotavis.com. Um, that's, that's why it's fun to work together. Uh, I, I think that our list when we're collaborating is always just a tiny bit better than anything we would put together on our own. So, uh, that's the other piece that I really enjoy about it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, people are always able to point out something that you may not have looked into yet or that you had looked at, but with all of this information we go through, you hadn't really thought through the ramifications 
of it. But let's just uh, pop in right now and get ready to talk about Bijan and Lesser first. And I got to pause there because my wife growing up had a Bijan. And whenever I say Bijan, I always feel like I'm doing something wrong here. Like, you know, like, why am I introducing a Bijan here? But Curtis, do you want to talk yeah. about him? Do you have anything you want, anything else you need to get off your chest first? Oh, yeah. I mean, before we talk about uh, Bijan Robinson, I mean, just all of the opportunities to watch him, watch the highlights. Um, you know, the, the, I've got a new way that I've been doing that, Dave. Oh, boy. Um, and so, yeah, a, a new way. So listen up, man. Um, you know, now that we have taken our fantasy game to the next level, I mean, I've taken my sports viewing experience to the next level because Epson just hooked me up. Uh, they gave me a new Epic Vision Ultra LS800 projector and a 120-inch silver flex screen. Uh, as you can imagine, that's a game changer. I've got a 120-inch picture. It's twice the size of an 85-inch TV, 4K Pro UHD picture. I mean, watching Bijan Robinson, evaluating plays, other prospects. It's a little different than what I've done in previous years. Uh, my kids are watching it, like playing Fortnite with my son. You, got, you, you can check it out, man. Um, it's, it's actually a partnership with Rotoviz. So you can check it out by visiting epson.com slash Rotoviz. And like Epson says, bring the sports book experience home. I mean, I really have done that. Like I'm sitting down in my basement looking up at this thing and it is just gargantuan. I mean, when, when they zoom in on the players, it's bigger than me on the wall. So you can imagine like how much fun I'm having, like YouTube highlight clips, you know, watching, going back and watching some of the games. It's, it's pretty cool. So uh, again, you can check that out. Epson.com slash Rotobiz. Wow. If you want to feel like a scout, that is a hundred percent the way to do it. <laughs> uh, yeah. They actually, the other place where they just put one of these is in Baylor's football department. The other oh, one's gosh, in my yeah. basement. <laughs> one's oh, in the yeah. Baylor football department. Yeah. Yeah, I've been I've been for a very long time following this technology as it's evolved and it's just absolutely insane. Uh yeah. but anyways, looking forward to hearing more about your process with that, but we do have two players we need to talk about. So, let's talk about Bijan Robinson. Now, Curtis, I feel like it's been 10 years now that we've been hearing the hype just build for him starts off his career at Texas back in 2020 records 86 rush attempts averages 8.17 yards per attempt as a freshman uh, gets a 0.56 running back dominator also adds two touchdowns as a receiver that year. 15 receptions, 196 receiving yards. Then an explosion happens, as we would expect. In his sophomore year, rushes for almost uh, 1,200 yards, averages 5.78 yards per carry, gets in the end zone 11 times, has a running back dominator of 0.75, also adds four touchdowns as a receiver, 295 yards, and then in 2022, on 258 attempts, still going for more than six yards a carry, puts up in 12 games an absurd 1,578 yards, but even more absurd, Curtis, 18 rushing touchdowns, also adds two touchdowns as a receiver, 19 receptions, 
for 314 yards. We've heard me talk about it on the show. There are certain thresholds that you look at when you're looking for a player that is going to be the next elite running back in the league. He torches all of them, lands in the 90 percentiles and above and just about everything you can look at. Just an absolute stud. Yeah, I mean, he was a stud at Texas, but I mean, it started long before that, as you can imagine. Um, and I think it, it's worthwhile talking a little bit about his his recruiting profile, because as we talk about Gibbs, um, I'll just get this right off the bat. All right. So yep. they're one and two in our, our rankings uh, for this running back class. They were also one and two in the all purpose back recruiting <laughs> rankings when they entered college. Yep. And, and so you know, for those of you that play Debbie, I mean, these guys, you know, they were legends coming into, uh, in, into the college football scene. But if you haven't played Debbie, it, it definitely makes sense for you to at least be aware of, of recruiting, uh, being aware of, of star rating. And it's not necessarily because like five star and four star and three star are always dead on accurate. A lot of that has to do with how much exposure certain players have gotten, how big was their program, could their parents uh, and or schools get them to some of these camps where we could get eyes on them, et cetera. But I mean, when you have players that are number one overall in the nation at the position, you know, when you have somebody that's the number two overall prospect in the state of Texas and a top 20 national player as a running back, I mean, that's the type of thing that it, it tends to become a self-fulfilling prophecy. I mean, these guys get early opportunity and I mean, that was the case with Bijan. So, I mean, he had an incredibly efficient, uh, efficient freshman year, as you mentioned. I mean, everybody wanted this guy. I mean, Alabama wanted him. I mean, basically every, I mean, basically every school, I mean, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Oregon, USC, Wisconsin, uh, Michigan. Uh, but I guess before they were quite as good, they didn't, they did end up getting Blake Corum in that class, uh, who we'll talk a little bit more about next year. But I mean, you, you just, you just name, name the school and they were in on Bijan. So that's pretty cool. And then, you know, Gibbs was number two. We'll talk a little bit about uh, a little bit more about his profile uh, when we're focusing on him. But uh, I would also note that, you know, he, he was graded as an all purpose back uh, most recruiting uh, firms. They will, they will classify players that end up as running backs in college. They're, they're generally in the all purpose back running back or potentially even just the athlete category. So when somebody gets deemed an all purpose back, this is already somebody that we're thinking of that maybe is a contributor on special teams, has some receiving ability, um, just has something else extra in the calling card. And so that's pretty cool that he was able to display that, you know, having at least 15 receptions in each of his three seasons and eight uh, receiving touchdowns um, over the course of those three years too. And so that really, you know, with a 13.4 average per reception, which is a really high mark for a college um, running back, that's what kind of gets me excited. Like he had all the big plays and he had the big volume as a rusher, but the efficiency as a receiver, that looks to be something that could really be built upon um, at the next level in a way that we don't often see with these top overall running back prospects. Yeah, so I mean, there's just a lot to really like there. Uh, also, his backup, no slouch either. So Texas yeah, we'll was talk a, about Roshan. We'll yeah, talk we'll talk about, about Roshan yeah. later, who I really started to like as making our way through the process. And that just kind of highlights the fact that his production probably could have been even greater 
um, had they not had another player, you know, that they could sub in and get pretty solid results with. So I don't think we need to say a whole lot more on Robinson. I had oh, yeah, for a while. We got to talk a little bit more. We okay. got to talk a little bit more. We haven't even talked about the box score scout Sims. All right. Um, All right. We can do it. We can do it. Yeah, we got <laughs> to just do a little bit. All okay. Right. So, so this guy's going to go in the top 25 for sure. I know, you know, it's fallen out of, um, favor in the last decade or so to spend first round NFL draft picks on Robinson. I think there's about a 90% chance to 95% chance he'll go in the first round. There's probably a scenario where he doesn't, but most likely he will. It'll probably be in the twenties. When you look at the box score scout Sims, giving that type of draft capital, um, assigning, you know, between a four, four and a four, five in the 40, uh, at 220 pounds, what you end up getting, Dave, is Todd Gurley is his overall top match. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's the type of, of player we're talking about. I mean, really his top five, uh, it looks like probably four hits and, and one miss that was, you know, unfortunately an injury, injury riddled career. So Todd Gurley, the top match, Mark Ingram, who was a, a former Heisman winner and was fantasy relevant for what, like a full decade uh, is his number two. Uh, we do, we do get Michael LaShore as his third match. Uh, and then we get Le- Le'Veon Bell and J.K. Dobbins. I mean, that's a pretty awesome top five. Uh, all those guys went in either the first or second round. Um, and then my, one of my comments that you'll see in the uh, in the our, our fantasy rookie guide that's coming out uh, probably this weekend, Dave, Yep, is Bijan Robinson's profile is eerily similar to Todd Gurley's, but with more explosive plays as a receiver, I think you are crazy if you're not already valuing Bijan Robinson as a top three dynasty running back. I mean, he he's it's gonna be like it's gonna be like Jonathan Taylor two years ago. You know, Sean and I did a startup draft that year, and you know, JT was a player that we took at eleven or twelve overall before he ever played it down. Like that's that's kind of how you approach Bijan. Yes. Um I completely agree with that. Obviously, I had kind of flirted with a while uh, for the idea of trying to make a case for Stroud over him. Uh, I have come off of that. Um, were I in a startup, uh, there's there's only like a handful of active players right now that I'm taking ahead of him. That's how high of a ceiling I think we have here and how rare of a player he could be. So, Jameer All Gibbs. Right, bef- yeah, before we talk Jameer Gibbs, uh, we do have a pretty awesome offer from Underdog Fantasy. Uh, so let's get let's get through that. I think it's something that is pretty much a must do uh, if you like money. So the easiest way to get in on the action for the big game this weekend is Underdog Fantasy and their pick'em game. Just pick higher or lower on your favorite Chiefs or Eagle stats for the big game, and if you get all your picks right, you could win up to twenty times your money in a single night underdog they're keeping it super simple with their easy to use website and app they're making it even easier with a special pick for the big game starting on thursday february 9th i gotta stress this it's not open until thursday february 9th at 10 a.m eastern you can make a special pick on jalen hurts higher or lower dave than 0.5 total yards that's 0.5 yards he literally just needs one yard in the game in order to go higher you can pair this with one other correct pick at a maximum of $20, and you could be taking home some cold, hard cash. Again, visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store. Don't forget to register with our promo code, ROTOVIZ, to get your first deposit doubled up to 100 bucks. You've got to be 18 or older, 
and you have to be physically present in the state where underdog fantasy operates. <coughs> Terms do apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-522-4700 or visit www.ncpgambling.org. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right. Jameer Gibbs, a running back out of Alabama. Starts his career at the school in, oh, actually, yeah, starts his career at the school, Curtis, in 2022. But prior to that, plays two seasons at Georgia Tech as a freshman, puts up a .65 running back dominator, averages 5.13 yards per carry, four touchdowns as a receiver, Punches in three receiving touchdowns as 24 receptions, 303 receiving yards. <clears throat> in his sophomore season, gets 143 rushing attempts, averages 5.22 yards per carry, four touchdowns, running back dominator of 0.59 with a total of 746 yards as a receiver. Gets two receiving touchdowns, has 34 receptions, 448 yards then transfers to Alabama. And here we see another solid season with some improvement, finishes the year at just 20.7 in 12 games, 151 rushing attempts, averages 6.13 yards per carry, 
get seven rushing touchdowns, even in that talented Alabama offense, has a running back dominator of 0.51. But probably uh, more importantly here, takes 44 receptions for 444 yards, three receiving touchdowns, has a receiving yards market share of 13%. Also, an adjusted market share of touches of 33% for Alabama plays a very big role there. Always nice to see that level of receiving production for a player that also looks to have the ability as a pure rusher. All right. That's a pretty good overview of the college production and the college career. I want to go to his prospect profile a little bit. And then I want to talk about some interesting points with Gibbs that I think are getting lost a little bit and why we've got him a little higher uh, and not necessarily higher. I don't think we're going to be unique in having him as RB2. I think other outlets will also have him there, although I've seen plenty of um, other other players slotting in yep. um, there, too, just kind of around the industry. but. Uh, we think that Gibbs is maybe just a tiny bit closer to Robinson and there's not this huge gulf. It's that, you know, they're a true one too. We're not, but we're, we're saying that we can see fantasy superstardom for Gibbs as well. Um, now going back to his, his recruiting profile, some may say, well, if this guy was so awesome. Like why did he go to Georgia tech? I mean, that's not a pre- premier cro- program anymore, you know, way back in the day, they were, they were kind of a running back factory, you know, running the triple option until way after it was out of style. Um, but he's from Georgia. He stayed in state. So yeah. he got offers from everywhere. He was the number two back in the country. He was a number 10 prospect in Georgia in his class. He was a top 100 national recruit that year. Uh, he had offers from basically all of the same schools as Bajan Robinson. In fact, Texas also offered Gibbs. Yep. Um, and then he had official visits. Uh, in addition to Georgia Tech, where he visited four times. I mean, again, this is his backyard, right? But he visited Ohio State up in Columbus. He visited LSU, and he visited Florida. So he was being seriously courted by, you know, three other powerhouses. And, I mean, he had over 20 offers uh, from uh, basically from every big-name school in the country. So he opted to stay home, and then he eventually made a great choice, you know, to, to uh, you know, again, uh, to stay close to home, but just moving, you know, one state over and, and going to the premier program in college football in Alabama. Now, when he transferred to Alabama, his recorded, his reported 40 time from Georgia Tech, Dave. Okay. Now this would be crazy, but what was reported uh, in the Tuscaloosa news. <laughs> all right. Four, three, two. Oh my Lord. Four three two, and he says that he would like to be even faster. Now, I mean, like the school times. Uh, my my biggest exposure to this is in you know is in Columbus. I mean, you can typically add you know about you know five one hundredths to eight one hundredths of a second to these things. So I, I think it's safe to say he's going to run low four fours. Yeah, but if he actually were to run a four three two. I mean, that gets pretty, that gets pretty interesting. I mean, that's things explode. Driving. If he runs a four, three, two, there's an explosion. Yeah. I mean, it, he is lighter. So, you know, that would get right. his speed score up there, probably in the neighborhood of Bijan. Yep. If he's running, you know, a 10th faster, even though he's 20 pounds lighter. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, that's gonna, that's gonna matter. It's going to change his compare group a little bit, but you know, uh, in, in our guide, you know, if I give him like a four, four, zero, and, you know, I give him kind of that early to 
early mid round two draft capital. His his number one match is Cam Akers. His number two is the guy that Sean and I, when we were having the back and forth in the the rookie summit, this was the name that we kind of landed on as the type of potential that we thought he had was Alvin Kamara. Yes. Yep. Um, so that's that's the number two there. We also get Isaiah Pede. We get Giovanni Bernard, which, you know, if you put up that really fast, you know, 40 at the smaller profile, you know, that's interesting. Maybe that would be more of like a fantasy relevant, but not hitting the ceiling scenario. But even then, I think Gio did have two RB1 seasons of memory serves, uh, yep. albeit on the lower end. And then Najee Harris, uh, obviously a bigger back, but um, that gives you a sense of the type of production. That's a pretty solid top five as well. Again, with, I would say, four out of five of those players hitting, depend on, depending on how you want to uh, classify Cam Akers. I think we'd have plenty of people saying that he hasn't necessarily been a hit. It feels like at the end of the year this year, uh, he was turning the corner. So, you know, maybe by this time next year, we would, we would consider him a hit. Now, with Gibbs, really all of this kind of comes down to, from a fantasy perspective, what he's shown in the receiving game. So did not quite the yards per reception um, that we saw from, from Robinson, um, just a couple fewer plays that were taken to the house from, from out deep, but he did average almost 12 yards of reception for his career, over a hundred receptions and 1200 receiving yards, at least 24 receptions in each of his seasons. And he added about 10 receptions each season, you know, kind of graduating from 24 to 35 to 44 over the course of three years. I mean, I think, you know, if if you don't like the comparison to Kamara, who is a little bit bigger of a back than than Gibbs, you know, maybe it's Eckler. Um, this is a player that's going to have more of a balanced production profile. It's going to be a total yards from scrimmage profile with plenty of receptions to go with it. It's going to be a PPR uh, dream for sure. So, yeah, we're really high on him, man. We're really high on him. Um, he he's not he's not there tied with Robinson, but you know he's. He's not even nipping at the heels, but you know, he's, he like half a step behind him. You know, he's right there. And we do, I mean, I think when we release this thing, he's going to even still be in front of Stroud. Like we, we might have both these guys uh, in front of either of the, the premier quarterbacks, even in super flex formats. Yeah. I think that when you consider him in context, um, and you look through some of these other players whose profile he fits into, there's a really compelling case there. And yes, he's not Robinson, but in classes that don't have a Robinson type of player, what ends up happening <laughs> is a guy like him can really pick up momentum and you start to get super excited. Uh, so I think yeah. really what we're saying is that this is a player that's not getting as much excitement as there should be. Now to some of the points that you made, you know, is he going to run the four, three, two? No, but he, you know, he, as long as he comes around, maybe he does as long as he comes somewhere close to that four, four, <laughs> You know, I think I'm still going to be yeah. super pumped about him uh, just because when you look at the overall context of the profile, like I've said, you know, he doesn't need to have an off the charts 40 time. There's enough to like with that receiving production and what we saw at Alabama to feel pretty good about him. Yeah, the other I, I agree with that. The other calling card that I like here and this is um, you can go back and look I before anyone in the industry. I was the person who identified Tony Pollard, okay, as a sleeper before before he played a down for Dallas. Uh, Field Yates and and Matthew Berry uh, featured some of my content on Tony Pollard uh, on ESPN, um, and and one of the ways that I identified Pollard because um, I mean everyone was like really kind of like 
curious, how did, how do we miss on draft draft capital on this guy? And one thing that I think GMs value um, in, in running backs that they're going to select a little bit earlier is this ability to contribute in other ways. And so with Pollard, we saw uh, the receiving ability, but we also saw immense kick and punt return ability or ability. And that's something that Gibbs brings to the table too. And I don't necessarily think he'll be utilized in that way in the NFL. But what I've found is that when we see backs who excel as returners, it speaks to their ability to create yardage in the open field. Uh, it speaks to their vision. You can't be a good returner without good vision. And so, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not buttering my bread with, with film analysis. That's not how we really approach it at Rotoviz, but I do have eyes. And I mean, he, he's a talented returner. I mean, he, he averaged about 24 uh, yards per kick return uh, for his career. I did have, did have a touchdown. And I mean, you know, I think that's like, that's just, it's good extra information to have. Anytime we're trying to make a case for a player, you know, maybe half tier above where, you know, everyone else has got them. I just think it's good to share, you know, the supporting documentation. And for me, it's the returnability. Yeah. Returnability. We see it demonstrated when you look at a lot of these players that are able to translate to, you know, breaking off big plays, being explosive at the next level. And it's, Pretty much very likely that that's because there's a lot of different things that skills that you need to have to be a good kick returner. And you would imagine that if you're one of those players that possesses it at the college level, you're going to see yourself be able to do that successfully. So Gibbs and Robinson, two very exciting prospects. There's some other running backs in this class that we're going to have to talk about. that get pretty interesting, you know, maybe going somewhat overlooked, but uh, a lot more to get through here. I just got to get this off my chest here at the end of the episode because I, there's so much we've got to talk about with this class. And I've, I've seen a lot of shade thrown at the 2023 class. And I think our team is even still trying to feel like, feel out, you know, how, just how good is the depth in this class and, and, and where the ceiling is, how high is that ceiling? Like, I really like the running backs this year, man. I, there, it's a deeper group. Yeah. I mean, it's not hard to see, you know, potentially eight guys, you know, really being fantasy relevant from this group. There's a lot of talent. There's a lot of receiving talent. There's a lot of really interesting athletic profiles that are maybe a little bit lighter. So we're going to be testing um, how that translates to the NFL, but the game's ever changing. And then we've got, you know, we do have a couple bigger pounders in the class too. So, you know, the next running back episode uh, that we drop in, uh, you, you, you can't miss it. We're going to be talking tank Bigsby, uh, we're going to be talking Zach Evans, who was uh, the number three, actually the number one overall running back yep. uh, and and number three in the class um, in the same group. Zach Charbonnet, Devin Achain, Sean Tucker. I mean, there's other episodes, Kenny McIntosh, Kendra Miller, uh, Israel Bonaconda, Roshan Johnson. I mean, there's a lot of names here. They're fun names, be, too. It's going to be. Yes, I, I was. I'm getting better. I feel like that rolled off the tongue. Pretty it did. Well. No, you're doing good. That w- so yeah. uh, I, I think the next two episodes, Dave, we're going to dedicate uh, to the running back position. We probably then need to hit uh, the, uh, there's a couple tight ends that I think are really difference makers. And there's, then, yes, th- yes. We, then we got to make sense of the wide receivers because there's just been so much debate about this group. How good are the top three? How close is the next tier? Yep. Who is the wide receiver for? Like there's, there's a lot of conversation to be had, man. Well, it's going to be fun. Last year, I planted a flag on Garrett Wilson. 
Yes, you did. And yes, stuck on did. it all the way you through. You wanted one-on-one. One-on-one, man. I remember. Yep. And yeah. I have that player this year already. Mm. So I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about him. All right. Time will tell. Thank you for listening to the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. Send us questions at rvffshow at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at DaveCabinFF and at CPatrickNFL. Leave us a voicemail at 978-615-9214. And make sure to rate, review, and subscribe.